0: if you're going to go out foraging always make sure you know what you're doing so a really really good book the details the color of the stem the shape of the stem the color of the leaf and just go out and and learn them don't necessarily use them till you're 100 sure but just go out and just look around you and this is one of the things I find in my foraging courses As I take people to a car park and I go if you look around right now you can probably see every single herb we're going to talk about but I wouldn't pick it from where the cars go because the herbs will absorb all the toxins so we then go out but there's just so much out there and once you start learning it's it it just sort of draws you in and all of a sudden you're like oh wow by my feet are all these herbs that i can use so so go out and learn to identify them And, and if you learn to identify them now when you don't need them then you can learn to sort of when you do need them
1: welcome to the saved by mother earth
0: podcast hosted by heather webster In this podcast, Heather weaves together conversations of spirituality, wellness, and nature immersion to help create connection for your mind, body, and soul, allowing you to know your authentic self and enhancing your connection within and your connections with
1: others. Heather combines her love of learning, teaching, spirituality, nature, and others to bring this podcast to you. Come join us on the journey of self-discovery. Well, welcome, Margaret, to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you. I'm doing awesome. How's the How's the weather there in the UK?
0: I, it's coming up to an English summer, so we we have rain some days and we have nice weather other days, and that's that's pretty normal in England.
1: Oh, nice! I'm where I'm located. We're always hoping for rain, so with all the forest fires and things like that that are kind of going through people oh. are like oh we need the rain because we're not getting enough of it but that typically happens in the winter and then yeah. the more dry so well welcome I'm so excited you're here and I know you you specialize in herbs and medicinal herbs and kind of foraging and all of those kind of pieces and I would love to hear more about your story of how you got to where you are and what you do okay cool
0: um so i mean i'm i i'm herb obsessed so i spend a lot of my time foraging for herbs making things with herbs treating people with herbs uh i do forage walks to teach people about herbs um, i've got online courses teaching people how to use herbs so and I, I just love um herbs basically everyone says the minute i start talking about herbs i kind of light up and i just keep talking and keep talking everyone's like yeah Margaret, okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> so how'd you get into it um, but yeah i if you would ask my parents, they would say as a baby, because when I was teething um, and crawling around, apparently I'd get into the kitchen and chew the garlic. And apparently you could smell me coming. I mean, you, as a baby, you could smell me coming. I mean, it's just garlic central. And it was only kind of when I was older, looking at herbs and plants and everything else, I, I, I found that actually uh, garlic is great for gums and sore teeth. Now, I wouldn't recommend it for kids necessarily, but uh, apparently as a baby, I knew what it was about. And I've always just loved being in nature doing things in nature and years ago I went on a course uh, by a herbalist I mean I was an osteopath at the time so natural remedies and everything was big in my heart and um, this woman gave this course and I was there with my mum and my mum came out and went oh that was really nice wasn't it And I'm like no my mind is blown you know just oh wow <laughs> so I did more and more courses and got qualified and experienced and, and it just kind of kaleidoscope and, and just rolled up from there.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So when you say you work with different people around like herbal medicine, what does that, what might that look like?
0: It, it kind of depends on the person. I've got other qualifications as well. I mean, I, I was an osteopath, but I don't do that anymore, but um, I do emotional freedom technique, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness coach, that kind of stuff. So it's normally all wrapped up in one. I, I find that having a, a multifaceted approach is, is usually better for people because it, it a lot of anxiety and stresses in our lives and, and helping that to start with will help most symptoms and conditions. But um, it's normally a first therapy session and find out who they are, what they've been through, what medication they're on, what they've been on, previous conditions, and then choosing the herbs to help them. But it's not always the symptom treating, it's, it's getting under the skin, it's really getting into the, to the person and their condition and then things like getting them to do mindfulness and some you know sort of emotional freedom technique tapping just to get everything else gone because if we're if we're so stressed it just takes so long to get healed but if you can help people sleep better with herbs and different techniques and different sim- sort of bits and pieces they can do and then you target their symptoms and then you target the condition you, you just get the health of the person back so that's yeah. normally what i do
1: it's amazing when you really look at it about how there's things out there from mother earth that really do provide um, and, and the indigenous people really, obviously, knew this, and shamans, and the the people that have worked with it for so long. And I know in our country, at least in the U.S., we're so medical, like pill focused, pill for all, ill. Yeah. And so, how do you help? Like, how do you support somebody who is? Maybe they come from the medical field or they've always been like, oh, I have to go and have this medicine because this is research based, even though some of that medicine came from the herbs that you're talking about, (laughs) like willow, for example.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And it depends on the person. Uh, A lot of the people that come to me are kind of interested in it already. Um, but if I'm talking to other people, it's planting seeds. A, a lot of the herbs these days do actually have a lot of science behind them and and, and some, you know, sort of uh, tests and studies. But kind of normally people come to me because they're slightly interested. And so therefore you're kind of part way there and then you can talk to them about how it can help them and, and what it helps. And they start getting a bit more interested. And especially if I can get a little bit of nature in there. I always love getting nature in there and maybe sort of taking them foraging and saying this is stuff and just kind of getting in there and just... Yeah, just lighting a little fire or planting seeds. Sometimes you have to plant seeds and it grows later.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, and I like that because if they're planting the seeds, right, and you're talking about the actual literal seeds, right? No, my,
0: no, my apologies. Okay. I can't mean Okay. No, planting the idea in their head. So sometimes okay. I've always found as all different therapies, natural therapies, people are a bit mm, not sure. Uh, but if you plant the seed, sometimes they will come back to you later because sometimes they'll go away and they will try all the other medication and if they're on one medication they'll need to like, so something else because of the side effects and sometimes they'll turn up with me and, and often actually I'll work with people who are on medication anyway it's like okay let's work together I'm not anti-medication at all I mean you know if I've tried willow bark tea and, and some other herbal teas and I have a headache I'll pop a paracetamol out. <laughs> that's fine but um Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of a case of just, just working with them on that and say, okay, let's support your body while you're going through this process. And maybe we can, maybe, you know, over time we can work with your doctor to reduce what you're on. So, yeah.
1: I think that's so key to make sure that uh, to all the listeners out there, don't just go into the forest and start trying new things um, based off of things that you've read or going to the store. Like you want to make sure if you are on medication that there aren't any adverse side effects
0: absolutely there's lots of medic um lots of herbs which you can't use on certain ages or you can't use if you've got certain conditions or medications a lot of the herb walks I take people on where I teach them to forage it's kind of a case this is what this herb is don't use this herb if you've got this 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 and this but if you don't have that it's really awesome for this 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 and this and this is how you can use it but it's just as important to learn when you shouldn't use a herb as when you should
1: yeah when I was taking that foraging class I was um, so excited about all the different things we were learning about. And then there were a few that were like, you can't use if you have a high blood pressure and I have kidney disease. And so I have high blood pressure pretty regularly. And I'm like, Oh, but maybe if I try this, I can get off this medication. But I was like, not obviously going to play with that at all. But it's really interesting to know that all those things are there. So I think, what I really am loving to see is that there are some medicines now that are coming out with herbs included in them, even on over the counter, you're starting to see things more where they're like, oh, this has calendula in it, or this has this, like, it's starting to creep into the mainstream a little bit more. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's absolutely awesome. I was lucky when I was much younger, I had a doctor um, who was, he was this fabulous Indian guy. Um, and in the UK, I mean, you know, we, our NHS is, is free. So you, whenever you would go and see him by the second patient, he's running late because you just gave everyone time. He was chilled and relaxed. He was just, he was a unicorn as far as doctors go. And I remember I went in with PMT and he was like, mm, why don't you take primrose oil for a month and come back and see me if you need to. And that was my first kind of, oh, oh, okay. That's, that's really cool. And I went away and took primrose oil and didn't need to go back. And I was like, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> what well, a wicked doctor.
1: Right. And even the mannerism of like, you don't need to come back unless if you, you don't need, need to. Right. Yeah. Which is again, completely. I, the doctor I see right now, they want to see me twice a year, even though I'm seeing a specialist as well. And I'm like, that's only, it's like all financial because <laughs> she's just like, if I'm doing well and I'm seeing the other doctor in between, who's also checking the same things you're checking. Yeah. It's, it seems questionable, but it's, I love this idea of being able to incorporate things into your every day. I was doing a podcast the other day about if um, the woman, in the interviewed had said, if it's not good for you, it's not good for the environment. And I thought that was such a cool statement about like what you surround yourself in. And like, so if you were going to share, like, what are some herbs that you kind of incorporate into your day? Okay. So
0: ashwagandha is a big one that I would include. Um, It's great to just buffer your body and your mind against stress. Mm. Um, it, it's great. It's adaptogenic. It's fantastic. So it just kind of keeps keeps things calm a little bit. Um, I yesterday went foraging for elderflowers. I, just amazing at this time of year. I mean, my hands were just covered in pollen. It was wonderful. Um, and I've been drying those. And I, I love having elderflower honey in the evening. Teaspoon of elderflower honey in the tea before bed. It just really helps you calm and sleep really well. So yeah, that's 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 one of my favourite, and it's delicious. Elderflower
1: honey is just gorgeous. Have you had lilac water? That's like one of my favorite. I don't know. Do you have lilacs over there?
0: Uh, we do. It's something I've, it's not something, it's not a flavor. I don't like the really floral, really kind of that oh, yeah. level of
1: floral. <laughs> there, was, there was something about it where I was just like, I, from, I, I had lilacs in the house when I, before I moved and I'd pick it and put it in the water for overnight or whatever. And just, it was like, it smelled the way it tasted. And supposedly it's supposed to be good for allergies as well. Yeah. There's a, there's a
0: lot of things that you can do that with. I mean, things like chamomile water, uh, cleavers, which isn't a flower. It's more of a it's sticky weed. I always talk sticky willy really in England is by the kids. Um, <laughs> not sure if the US get the willy bit, but um, putting that into a water overnight is really great. And it's a, it's a great lymphatic tonic and helps improve um, your sort of digestion and your, in, just your health and everything else. It's brilliant stuff. But yeah, making a water is a really nice way of doing things.
1: Yeah. So what are some things that you would suggest if people have like common ailments? And again, for anybody listening, you always want to consult your doctor. We're going to say that right here. Um, consult your doctor or herbal therapist. Absolutely. Herbal therapist. Yes, exactly. So what would you suggest for things like if people have like headaches every once in a while or like migraines or stomach, like stomach upset? Um, I know I okay. use kind of apple cider vinegar and that kind of stuff. Um, pretty regular. I have a, um, a shrub. I don't know if you do you call them shrubs there. It's yeah where you mix like the herbs and the, I'm actually having one right now with some sparkling water. Um, Nuts. <laughs> and it's the, I found it at the farmer's market. Right. And that has apple cider vinegar for the, for the stomach, like acid reflux and stuff like that. But what are some things that are common ailments you might see and things that you suggest people might try? Okay.
0: I mean, so things like, uh, the headaches, um, you t- you actually, you mentioned migraines, ginger, there's loads of studies that talk about ginger being fantastic for migraines. And because ginger, it's got very few side effects or anything else. You can use dried, fresh, frozen, just, just grate some into a mug, pour your boiling water over the top, just a teaspoon onto a mug. And then when it's cool enough to drink, you just drink that. And scientifically it's nearly as good as migraine. Some of the migraine tablets out there. Wow. Is it because it's anti-inflammatory? massively anti-inflammatory. Okay. Um and also you know, it's a good great for nausea as well. Ginger is fantastic for nausea so if you get any travel sickness or anything else always say ginger. If you like ginger. Um Ging- you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned some gastrointestinal. Um so things like um at the moment I've been picking quite a lot of uh, blackberry leaves because at the moment the fresh leaves they're quite soft so they don't have as many spikes on the back um and they're actually really good for digestion and, and upset stomachs and, and that kind of thing as well as sore throats and gum disease it's and again great. it's one that anybody can use and is my gun is overgrown with brambles right now so I've got loads of them
1: <laughs> Right. It's amazing. It just amazes me all the time when you're just like, you, you could step, like you mentioned nettle and my friend who's hiking the Appalachian trail right now, she was, she took a picture and she's like, oh, there's stinging nettle on one side and poison ivy on the other. And I was like, oh, stinging nettle makes amazing tea. Just don't get it mixed in with the poison ivy. But, um, (laughs) but stinging nettle, my friend, another friend of mine loves to make stinging nettle cake. Just the, oh, wow. all the flavors and stuff that come from it. But I like to have the sting nettle tea pretty regularly. I, I love eating it. It's, it's fantastic. I think it's got more vitamin C than orange, more protein
0: than soy, and more iron than spinach. I mean, it's, it's a proper superfood. It's fantastic. So I make it in spinach or put it into curry or all sorts.
1: Yeah. So for the listeners out there, there's so much you can kind of learn about this. Again, you'll want to make sure when you're going out for the first time, you go out with somebody first, second, third, fourth, whatever many times, um, to get like an expert, don't just pick up a foraging book. You want to kind of go out with somebody that gives you tips of what things might look like. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I mean one of the reasons I started doing my my foraging walks locally was because I was out picking sort of various bits and pieces um and somebody was picking berries thinking they were elderberries and they're actually dogwood berries which are poisonous and would have made them violently ill so I was kind of like no, no 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 I know the berries are the same but the leaves are different here look look at the difference in the leaves and then I was like yeah I need to share this
1: <laughs> yes yeah and it's it can be some small changes but small differences but once you recognize them, you're like, oh, actually, that's a pretty big difference. I just didn't even see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's um, there are things called dead nettles. Um, they're more like a mint, but they grow right next to nettles and they look really similar. And a couple of times, I've been going to pick the dead nettle, uh, which is you know little white flowers. Um, and someone's like, oh, no, 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 don't pick nettles without gloves. And I'm like, it's 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 not a stinging nettle. It's a nettle, which is a great wind herb. But um, but yeah. <laughs> But i
1: got gloves for the sting. Yes, I was. It's amazing how some people don't get affected by the sting. But for me, like amazingly, (laughs) it it hurts so bad. But it was right next to another plant that soothes it. Right. I guess they grow together typically. Um, I don't remember what it was. Plant? No. Was it a dock leaf? A dock? Or a yarrow? Yellow dock. Yep. It's amazing. You know, that's
0: not very good at it. It's not great at helping. No, (laughs) you need to find out plantain. You need to find out plantain. Okay. Um, Also known as white man's foot uh, often over in America. Um, But yeah, that, that would be, that's great. That's that you scrunch that up and rub it against, but um, dock leaves, they're not, they're not as good an anti-inflammatory as, I think it's more, you know, when you're a kid and you bang something and your mum rubs it better. It's that kind of healing from a dock leaf.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was wondering, it didn't really work as well as I thought it was supposed to. <laughs> but it worked a little bit. It did, it did ease it a yeah. little bit. But maybe it was. The it's run. got some
0: anti-inflammatory. But if you if you really want to go for it, something like yarrow or or um, plantain is is the one you want to reach for.
1: Okay, so if the listeners are like, they're not ready to go out and forage or find things outside, what are some things like you mentioned? Ginger. What are some things they might be able to find at like a grocery store or a health food store? My-
0: and this is the thing I tell you what, I'll, I'll include the link for you to, to for you um, for the listeners. I've actually got a free course on kitchen herbs perfect it goes through all the herbs literally if you go into your kitchen you will probably have in your tea section and your cupboard and probably that dried herbs at the back of your cupboard just check their in date um they are fantastic they've got so many medicinal properties um from your mint to your marjoram to your oregano to your thyme and rosemary and ginger and and all of those things they've got huge benefits so they probably just need to go to their cupboard to, to begin with
1: yeah, and then you you know it's pretty you know it's safer to ingest because it's from your cupboard. It's from the from the store. Um, yeah, you know what it is <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, do you have maybe like two or three tips for the listeners of things that they could do today, other than like going to your course and what are a few things they could do today around foraging or medicinal herbs?
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to go out foraging, always make sure you know what you're doing. So, a really really good book the details the color of the stem the shape of the stem the color of the leaf and just go out and and learn them don't necessarily use them until you're 100 sure but just go out and just look around you and this is one of the things i find in my foraging courses as i take people to a car park and i go if you look around right now you can probably see every single herb we're going to talk about but i wouldn't pick it from where the cars go because the herbs will absorb all the toxins so we then go out but there's just so much out there and once you start learning it's it, it just sort of draws you in and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, by my feet are all these herbs that I can use. So, so go out and learn to identify them. And, and if you learn to identify them now when you don't need them, then you can learn to sort of when you do need them. Um, I'm going to give you a recipe for herbal honey. Cause you can use the kitchen herbs as well. So get fresh local honey. This is the best fresh local honey. Cause um, local honey, if it's unpasteurized,
1: so it's, it's really raw. great
0: for, Raw, yeah. I think in the UK, we're not allowed to call it raw anymore. I don't know why, but new legislation. <laughs> um, but if it's uh, raw, and um it's really great if you get hay fever. A teaspoon a day is yeah. great for hay fever. But if you get a clean jar, half fill it with herbs, squash down, pour in honey and stir it around and then keep adding the honey and keep adding the honey. I use a chopstick because it's easy because all of the herb has to be surrounded by the honey. Seal it tight, tight, tight. Because what you're going to do every day is you're going to turn it upside down to shake it and keep it moving. Do that for two weeks and then just leave it alone for a couple of weeks and strain it, and you'll have delicious honey, absolutely delicious honey. So you can use, you know, rosemary and thyme, and you can take it for sore throats, you can take it for immune boosting, you can take it for headaches, um, you can put it on parsnips before it goes in the oven to make it nice and crispy and delicious. And you can cook those herbs and you still get the properties. So that's another tip is, is making herbal honey. It's so easy, so,
1: so, so easy. And what, how do you strain um, it? Because that's one of the biggest things that-
0: Okay, so I've got a nut bag, a nut milk bag. Okay. Um, I'm sure if you Google them and you probably get them. Um, so I just got one of those because it's easy and it goes in the washing machine and it just it through. You can use a clean pair of tights. Okay. Because that's nice and Um So just anything with a slight mesh will allow it to sort of pass through. Oh, so that's that so
1: much easier than the other ways that people have been trying to do it because it's just, and it feels like that's cleaner too. It's a cleaner, yeah. cleaner way to do it. That's great. Um, and so we will definitely put the links. Are there other links that you would like to share where people can find you? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll put up the, the link for my website and you can just easily go in and find the online courses because there's a whole bunch of online courses. But yeah, you'll find the free one in there with the, the kitchen herbs, which is, is really popular. Um, and it's, it's crazy because I get people around the world looking at that coming back to me because mainly the kitchen herbs around the world are, are pretty similar. So and I love the fact that you know there's people all over the world reading this and, and watching it and coming back and go, oh, my God, that's great. Now I can use these herbs in a different way and I'm taking less paracetamol. And you know it's just really awesome
1: yeah wonderful and we'll put that in the show notes for sure so anybody who's listening feel free to go there and grab that um it's been so great talking to you margaret and i'm so excited thank you i'm so excited to get this information out there because i think there's there's so much power in being able to kind of take control of your own health um yeah it's it's empowerment and that's that's what i've always done
0: with all the different therapies It's, it's empowerment it's a case of I'm not anti-medication whatsoever as I said and it's just a case of if you've got a headache you have got something you can go and take and and you know if you if you've stung yourself like you know if you're wandering around with a child you can use plantain if they've been stung or if they've been bitten or you know sort of bee thing or, or thing it's something you can easily do and, and and you kind of take control of your life and and I love teaching people to forage because it's getting them outside in nature and once you get that connection that people are outside more they're in the trees more which improves your immune system they're getting more exercise they're connecting more they're taking healthier stuff it's it it kind of changes their life you can see their light kind of come on about empowerment and taking control of their own health and and happiness it's it, i I just love it
1: yeah it was it's interesting when you were talking about just going out to the car park um and just finding stuff because I grew for the last 44, I guess 43, because it happened last year. For the last 43 years, I've been like walking by planting my whole life. And it was in oh, my yeah. yard. It was in my, like, it, like you said, in driveways and in parking lots, things like that. And then once I learned to identify, I was like, this thing is so amazing. This one uh, plant. It's,
0: it's fabulous. That plant that's, that's, it's a, it's a first aid kit. It's an absolute first aid kit. If you've got a sore throat, Make it into a tea, gargle with it, you're done. If you've cut yourself, or if you've got an infection, you can use it. If you've been bitten or stung
1: or anything, it's just brilliant. And so prevalent, too. So it's especially on the East Coast. I don't know too much about the West Coast where I am now. I'll have to keep an eye out for it. But it's so prevalent from where I'm from that I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, I never. Thought about it. And dandelions, obviously, I've always known the name of dandelions because they're everywhere. Um, which yeah. is you know, the amazing, I mean, I had dandelion tea this morning. And so also, being able to like start recognizing, like you said, those little things that you might find. I would never pick, like you said, any of that stuff in where the cars are, but going yeah. a further away. Yeah. There's a lot of never pick by the frozen. side of the road.
0: Yes. <laughs> Or never pick where a dog can pee. Imagine the biggest dog and just pick beyond that.
1: And it's amazing how many good things grow right on those ditches near the side of the road.
0: Yeah. You kind of drive past. You're like, that's amazing mugwort. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's fantastic. I'm not touching it though.
1: Right. It's just full of toxins. So many toxins. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been fabulous to talk to you. Thank you. And I can't wait to kind of make that honey. I... I have I, raw, I have some raw honey that I picked up when I was in Arizona that I might just do that with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can use all sorts. Honestly, um, if you if you use lavender though, use only uh, use half as much lavender and only do it for two weeks. Otherwise it becomes really lavendery, which is a bit medicinal. But if you only do it for two weeks and with slightly less, it's got a real nice floral sense to it. Yeah. And again, laver- calming, relaxing, fabulous.
1: Can you do it once it's crystallized? Like because the raw honey crystallize quickly
0: if you put it in a um, some very warm water and then just keep stirring it until it redoes sort of get get runny again fill it back up and then stir it regularly and then if you're going to strain it again warm just warm it. it until it becomes runny not too hot otherwise you're pasteurizing it again but and then you can strain it out but yeah oh. i've got i've got a fantastic local um, honey guy and and last time he came up to me and he said, I don't know what they've been eating, but it's gone real weird. And It was these big crystals. They said, if you want it warm, and if you want it runny, just warm it. It did. It it went, and, but it was um, really chewy and delicious. But he's like, we don't know what it's been eating.
1: <laughs> well, and that's why they say, honey, so good for you, for especially the hay fever, right? Because it's picking up the pollen from the local plants and the flowers. and Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know. So thank you like three times.
0: (laughs) No, thank you. I keep, I keep starting (laughs) talking again. I told you once I get started on herbs, I'm like, Hey,
1: (laughs) it's just so exciting because it's accessible to everybody. And I love that you talked about like, even in like, you could find it in cities, you can find it everywhere. Um, And obviously you want to make sure it's okay before, especially, I don't know what kind of stipulations are for the uk but here in the us you really want to make sure that if you're picking somewhere that's not your land that you steward that you have asked permission to pick there um yeah the uk
0: if it's on private land you have to have private plan person's permission um if it's on council land because a lot of land in the uk is council land you are allowed in theory to pick it but there's this uh there's been a rise of foraging for restaurants in the UK. It's become really popular and fashionable for restaurants to go out foraging, which they're not technically meant to do because you're not meant to forage for financial gain. So you're not meant to sell what you forage. So there are some councils starting to lock down and say, no, you can't forage in this area. But I'm really lucky. I, I've, I've been speaking to the rangers near here and they're like, yeah, we want people to forage. We want people to connect. So I'm working with them to sort of do walks and that kind of thing in here. But, yeah, you've got to be a bit careful. Make sure the, you know the rules where you are.
1: Yes. Yeah. And also be careful when you go to those restaurants that do forage that they know what they're doing. Um,
0: they normally do in the UK, but yeah,
1: the school (laughs) I went to in, um, Vermont had said that they had somebody come who was a chef and they were foraging, and they went out and they weren't supposed to be picking or doing anything. They were just kind of out in the land and they picked mushrooms and ate them and they were poisonous. And they were, oh. they were like oh these are what we use in the restaurant and it's like oh no they're not um they were okay oh, they got nice. very sick and had to go to the 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 hospital but they were they were okay um mm. over, after getting sick and stuff like that but you really just have to know what you're doing um uh, yeah, especially that, mushrooms yeah uh,
0: especially mushrooms mushrooms are a real speciality i mean i think they look pretty but i i just i don't touch the mushrooms yes yeah. it's, especially it's this
1: knowledge <laughs> I always, if I'm with somebody that I know knows their stuff, I will, I will pick them and yeah, but I'm not, I won't do it on my own. (laughs) I have a book so I can practice. Like you said, like really practicing identification without picking and just taking that time to really get to know what you see and be like, oh wait, this one has jagged line or serrated edge. This one has this berry coming out. That's like a reddish berry but the leaf looks different than this one with the red berry, right? Like being able to really, and one of the things that um, somebody suggested to me that might be helpful for your class too is to bring, and you might do this, bring a sketchbook and they draw out the plant of what they see. So they're really connecting the visual with their hand hand eye. And so it helps them really like internalize it. Mm, i like that that's nice i think a
0: lot of people take photos with their phone but i love that kind of that real connection maybe maybe my next course should be coming and sketching and making that sketching and forage rather than <laughs> just looking and picking and making things yeah yeah
1: yeah it helps for identification because you have to look so closely at like what does that edge look like and
0: yeah that's no, but that's 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 the, that's the whole thing about knowing your, your herbs and your plants is is what is the edge where where do the veins go where, where you know what's the color what does the underneath what the stem looked like.
1: Yeah. So fantastic. Well, I can't wait to like explore your website too, a little bit more. I did take a fantastic. look at it. Thank you. But I look forward to hearing more about what you do and are you on social media at all?
0: I am Facebook and Instagram. I will, um, pass over those links for you. Um, I'm always posting where I've been, what I've been doing, what I've been picking, what I'm doing with it, dehydrating it, making honey with it, whatever.
1: Oh, great. Well, for all you listeners, make sure you follow Margaret. To see yeah, do, know thank what you're doing. And thank you for being on And message
0: show. me and say hi and say what you're doing, because I love yeah. hearing back from people, what they're doing and stuff and making. And at Christmas time, I had somebody come around with this big bunch of goodies that they'd made after doing my courses. They were like, we were so inspired. Here's some of this, and here's some of this. And we made some of this, and we just wanted to give you some, which I was just like, oh my God, that's just, yeah, my heart just grew like 10 sizes.
1: Yeah, you're doing amazing work because this work, as you share, right? And other people are, diving into it it's just going to spread a bit like you right connecting back with nature yeah exactly thank you yeah it all intertwines it's so great brilliant so thank you so much
0: thank you so much for your time and hi to everybody and thank you for joining us thank you take care thanks for listening to the saved by mother earth podcast if you enjoyed this episode please join us every week by hitting subscribe or follow until next time Spend every day as authentically as you can, reaching for your true purpose.